0: strike emotions and i knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions
2: can you yeah. imagine uh Pulp fiction starring goofy and uh mickey mouse
0: i can totally imagine that you i'm know sure know somebody's written like that with cheese and france mickey <laughs> what <laughs> boy ale with cheese yeah. <laughs> i can totally see. see i would i would watch the hell out of that movie yes i gladly saw sacrifice at my 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 Progeny to view a mighty marvel beast. <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going. Mm, it's, uh, it's my time.
3: Uh, <laughs> how do you measure success? This took a yeah. long time for me to get this. This took it, weeks. This still like mm. I'm still always okay. going to be wispy. I'm still, still wispy here. Here, but this is the best it's ever been. Dave, we're off. We're off the fucking rack Hey, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to the beard. I mean,
2: superhero speak. I'm your host, Dave,
3: and John. I'm beard. I mean, JD.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, we had we we've had some difficulties getting started tonight, boys and girls. But we're here, all three of us, back in the saddle again. Did you ever see Fire in
3: the Sky?
1: I'm not wearing pants.
3: John is not wearing <laughs> pants. I can confirm. Did you ever <laughs> see Fire in the Sky? That movie about the guys who go camping and kidnapped by aliens. That's what I thought happened to John because he lives in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> In Pennsylvania, and I thought aliens came down and kidnapped him because he wasn't answering text wasn't answering his phone. Eh. Super late for the show. We thought you were dead. We
1: aliens, to... Amish—they both would begin with A. I mean, hey, ta-
3: our, hold on. <laughs> hey Matt, do you do you still want to be on the show or no? Because John showed up at the last minute. After we got the phone with you. The motherfucker. <laughs> he's do you want to come on. Find the joint.
0: I need like three or four minutes to set up all my stuff. Well,
3: here's what we're gonna do. do you, if you wanna come on, you can come on. If you don't wanna come on, you can, cause then you can just do a dynamite drop-in, and it'll be hilarious. If you don't wanna come on, no worries. But make it a surprise. Don't even tell me. Either show up or don't show up, because that'll be part of the that'll be part of the intrigue that'll be in the back of my head the entire time. It'll be the way all our shows have gone for the last couple of years. That's pretty much. much. Yes. <laughs> well,
1: that's weird.
3: Yeah, um, super weird. That's our show. <laughs> Yeah, it is. We don't even care. No. We don't care no. anymore. No. It's a nightmare. <laughs> so We're just, we're just going to go ahead and talk about stuff. And you've got the email, so if you want to come on in and, and and wow us with your thoughts, because I do think you're good at podcasting, you should get out there a little bit more. Just come on in and hop in. If not, we'll talk later. Uh, well. Uh, okay. All right. Let me share uh, the lease and figure stuff out. Cool. Bye. Take it easy, buddy. So, yes, my brother was going to fill in for John last minute, and then John showed up like Superman. Right when things were at their lowest, O'Grady arrives. When so I To make control. them lower. <laughs> to bring it down more. Now, now we don't know if Matt's <laughs> going to come out or not, so it'll be a surprise for everybody. We could have a special guest, we might not. Who knows? This is, Brilliant. This is, this is the least control I've ever felt. <laughs> welcome, ever. To shit, welcome to Shit Show Speaks.
2: <laughs> Alright, speaking of shit shows, John, I'm going to start with you this week. How what? are you doing? How has your week been?
1: I worked all lab, all Labor Day, all Memorial Day weekend. I am not a happy camper. But, you know, other than that, can't complain.
2: Angry drunk drunk John makes for good podcasting. So yeah,
1: we're, no, we're I've, happy. Got, I've got I've got my shot glass. I've got and I've got the thing that I probably can't show because we're gonna go onto YouTube now. So yeah, sure,
3: I'll call on YouTube? I don't I I'm I, pretty I don't know what sure the roles this are. are said, no, anymore. No.
1: Really? Yeah. Miss YouTube will kick you down for who knows what.
2: It's and, weird because you're also not supposed to like. They don't like you showing guns, but then I see videos where people are shooting guns, and it's like I, I don't know.
3: I so, see yeah. gun videos. Yes, yeah, it's so a great it's a great resource for a guy who writes about a dude who uses guns who's never touched a gun. I go on YouTube, I watch yeah. instruction. I'm like, oh, that's just this. You can learn yeah. how
1: to pick locks doing that too.
3: You can learn anything on YouTube. It's incredible.
1: <laughs> but the the rules are like Dragon Poker. Who knows? You know, given a given a, a given day, it could be like. Only if you're facing north and if your sock, your left sock is blue. I don't know. It just depends. You know, you never know when you're well, going to get a strike.
2: Well, I know you're not wearing any socks, John.
1: No, we, we're not. aware.
2: Okay, <laughs> what exactly is Dragon
1: Poker? Oh, if you ever read Ros- Robert Asprin's The Myth series, <laughs> okay, it's one, probably one of the best humor fantasy series of all time. And one of the things in, in one of the later books that was introduced was Dragon Poker, where basically the rules change from day to day and minute to minute based on whether it's day or night, how many people are at the meet, you know, what's, what side you're facing. It's like, you know, it's just basically the main character was like, yeah, I was just playing and throwing the cards down and letting the crowd decide which rules applied. And he always won. It was kind of weird.
2: So, <laughs> <laughs> hmm, It's almost like he did it on purpose.
1: Hmm. So.
2: All
3: right. And how, how about, about you? Yeah.
1: You, <laughs> my timing is awesome today.
3: We are off the show. We're two minutes in, but we're actually 30 minutes in, so... <laughs> my fault. It's okay. We're all here. This, it's, you need to do for this week. I had a decent weekend, you know? The family was gone for a couple of days, so I got a lot of writing done. And uh, yesterday I went to... I went and watched a wrestling pay-per-view, but I watched it in a movie theater. This was my oh. first time going to a movie theater since uh, like a week before the pandemic started. And it was... I went with a friend of mine who I haven't seen in over a year. Hey, Joey. Thank you. It was great. I had a great time.
1: I, I, I forgot to tell you, I went oh. to movie theater over the weekend, oh. too. What did you see? What the hell did I see? <laughs> You've like, been a movie that...
3: theater once in a year and you forgot what you <laughs> I saw? Was,
1: I was I was in a movie theater. No, I saw the the, uh, the Demon Slayer movie. Oh, the Mugen Train. Oh, it was great. It was like lots of fighting, lots of death and destruction and violence. It was awesome. But it was like... There was, it was me and one person in front of me in the row in front of me and two people in back. That was it in the entire theater.
3: It was, we were saying, it was like maybe 10 people in the whole theater. So for both the theater and the promotion, not good. But for my personal enjoyment, it oh, yeah, was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I yeah, know.
1: Being in front of a big screen, I forgot how much I like it. Me know? too.
3: I was like, I'm going to do this every time. Why spend 50 bucks to walk by this in my house when I could spend 25, drive an hour to the right. theater? I, I think I, it was, like
1: I think I got those reversed, but you know, it's like... Oh, no, it was
3: great. I, I, I loved
1: it, it. It's definitely more in a theater, but it's totally... You know, they keep saying the death of the movie theater, but I, I don't care how how free they make stuff on like the Disney streaming service and all that. I, I can't imagine not having movie theaters around. It was yeah. hard enough to let go of drive-in theaters, but
3: ne- oh. yeah, movie theaters are it. I grew up, there was a drive-in here in, in suburban Chicago that we had. It was like one of the last fully functional operating drive-ins and it closed la- It closed two years ago. So we thought, Oh, the bitter irony is this people this could have been making a fortune this year Oh, they, they the reopened really a lot of old ones. They open a lot of them. They didn't reopen this one though, and they were scrambling to get it done. But they sold all the equipment, mm-hmm. so it was like they missed out on a big opportunity. But yeah, man, drive-ins are great, and I just, I just like being back in the theater, man. It was, it was, it was so cool.
1: So, yeah, the stale popcorn, so, the why the, a actually really, plastic really good.
3: Butter. What, 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 <laughs> what did you? What did you see? Oh, I went saw wrestling paper per Oh, okay. This, they they people, do that in I'm the sorry. theater. They, this, this, they're starting because they're trying to get people to go to theaters, oh, so I'll they're look. like. It was 25 bucks as opposed to 50 to watch the show at home on pay-per-view. So I'm like, all right. One of my buddies and I got together and it was great. It was a five-hour show, which was a bit taxing, but I had a great time. You, you know what's going to save movie theaters? The next four Marvel movies. Because <laughs> they do oh, yeah. well better. Oh, those oh, yeah. those are going to pull people into theaters, whether Definitely. they like it or not. I'll be there. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel too with my I, with my vaccination card. I mean, I took my mask off. Like, I, it's the first time I've taken my mask off in public. I in felt forever. weird doing. Did you feel weird doing it? A I little, felt weird doing it a little. I did, but I got like I said, like I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go with what the CDC says and says that I'm okay. So the the, the problem in my off. area is like
1: they they say like if you yeah like like you said if you have your vaccine full vaccination then like a lot of the businesses are saying you can go without mask. I live in a highly highly conservative area, and there is no way the number of people walking around without a mask, in, like packing stores are all completely vaccinated. It's like, well, it's, it's a horror show here.
2: Yeah. But it's not about them. It's about you. You've got true, the but e-
1: but even so, like I, I, you worry about the, the variants and stuff like that, that Indian variant. So like, I keep my mask on just in case, but when I sat down, you know, then I took my mask and there's still like when you go to Fantango and, and get uh, seats, you, you get a seat and they will mark the two seats next to you as unavailable. Right. So they're still doing that at least.
3: Yeah. That's kind of, when I sat next to a buddy of mine, cause it was the same deal. Cause I know he was vaccinated. And I'm vaccinated. Like, you know, it's, I it got, I'm just kind of kind of trust it. Like, you know, that's kind of where we are right now. We're trying to move to get things back to normal. Like if I'm around, if my kid's around, cause he's not vaccinated, we all wear our masks. Right. If mm-hmm. I'm by myself, like this was the first time I was ever in a public space and I took it off, but I there was not a lot of people in the theater like I said, my buddy's vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. I'm like, you know what? The people say next to me are like fifty feet away, not six. So yeah. I'm okay. You know, theoretically, this should be okay. So, you know, trying to trying to get back to normal a little bit by a little bit. And believe me, nobody was more cautious than than my family during during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I just I just every decision we makes based on what people smarter than me are recommending, and I go forward. Call mm-hmm. me a, call me a wiener if you want, but I'm okay. Someone's at Dave's house. No, no, they're shooting off fireworks at oh. the park. Yeah. And so,
2: yeah, that's why I keep turning my head whenever I, it goes off. Gunshots. I,
1: I, I can just say that it was really nice to be able to sneak candy back into a theater again. After a year.
3: <laughs> See, I didn't think about that. I didn't plan it very well because I'm out of practice. So I got—I didn't eat beforehand because it's a five-hour show. And I'm like, what do they got? I'm like, okay, MMs and ms and kettle corn. Yeah, No. I got, real, I got real fired up, and then by the end of the show, I was exhausted. The sugar crash. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dave, how was your weekend?
2: Good, for the most part. So, I didn't go to the theater, but I went to the boardwalk on Friday. Went to Wildwood. <laughs> haven't been there in over a year. And here's the crazy thing. New Jersey completely lifted their mask mandate, which was shocked because they were one of the more strict states with everything. And, like... So you sit and you go and you think like, okay, well, there'll be a handful of people not wearing No one on the boardwalk is wearing masks. And uh, yeah, in fact, employees at at like, you know, the arcade and the, and the restaurant we went to and everything were wearing masks, but no one else was. So yeah, it was interesting. And like, I kind of like get what you guys are saying at first it was like weird taking it off, but then it was like, after a little bit, I'm like, it's kind of nice to have something that feels a little normal again, you know? So so I enjoyed it. I actually got two new acquisitions as well. So the first one here, I got a thing.
1: I got a thing. Oh.
2: <laughs> no, but this is oh. I got a thing thing.
1: <laughs> and nice the, thing there, Dave. And the piece, the resistance. I, I'm sure. I'm sure people that are listening to this are very, very well. You, like, people are gonna have to
2: watch <laughs> watch this on YouTube to see. Of course, he's here to snap his fingers and destroy half of us. Any, any, anyone want to? Any takers? it's Esner. It's purple. Ed Esner. <laughs> so. Purple. So I Ed <laughs> Esner. Nice. <laughs> so I got a Thaddo's, who came with Lady Death. I was happy. <laughs> but, of course, John knows if you're in this area, it rained oh most of the weekend. Yeah. So I couldn't really do much else. You get, kind of felt trapped inside. Uh, today was really nice, so I did get to the gym, and uh, mm. and that was good. And something else. So I had an idea, and I want to run this by... Not just you guys, but I want to run it by our fans, people who listen to the show, people who know me. The fireworks are distracting. Sorry. It's like
3: I was back in... Yes.
2: So I have an idea of doing a second podcast. Go and- for it. I
3: have like nine. So I- My blessing.
2: <laughs> and, uh, and you guys curious what I was thinking about doing it about? Yes. I assume oh. you were going to tell us.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, anyone who's been following on Facebook and stuff that I've been talking about on the show, like... I've been kind of going through this like spiritual journey lately, so I want to do a podcast about spirituality and I want to emphasize spirituality, not religion. There's a huge difference, and I kind of thought maybe I could take a topic each. I don't know if I want to do it weekly or bi weekly yet, and then I'm still trying to figure it out and then have a guest to talk about that you know, sp- particular aspect of spirituality and what they think. And I want to do the whole gambit, you know, maybe have a devout Christian on and talk about Christianity, have a, a Muslim on to talk about that Hindu. I have an atheist on and ask them, you know, why they don't believe and those kinds of things. So, you know, it's an idea. I'm floating it out there. I'm writing up notes and on how I want to structure. Interesting.
3: It's a very different show than, than you're used to doing. I think that's an interesting idea. And I think you should do it. I think so too. I, of course, the idea came from me
2: thinking back to our interview with James uh, a few weeks ago and and that was a very deep conversation. We got into spirituality a lot before and afterwards as well and we've been talking about him, we talk, him and I talk about it all the time so it's like oh this could be a podcast. So
3: yeah. A good yeah. Speaking of spirituality, I took my kid to the comic book store today. He ah. bought his first comic book.
1: A very spiritual experience.
3: that, that is yes. very that's a very religious thing. He bought um, a manga. He bought it He had an I remember before right? Christmas manga. Yeah, he had oh, an Instagram, right? I did. I put it on Instagram. I was very proud of him. I let him pick anything he wanted. A thirty dollars toy, and I said no. You can buy a um, book. That is good. Actually,
2: my, speaking of of our kids having good experiences, my son was in a, has been on an online Yu Gi Oh tournament, and nice. He just found out today. He t- he placed in the top sixteen. He's in fourteenth place, which means he's in the, the. Now they do one-off seating. You know, first against sixteenth until they get down to eight, and then blah blah. Damn and then yeah so those
1: those tournament i i was in a magic the gathering tournament once those things are freaking brutal you're up against people whose daddies basically handed them a hundred thousand dollars say go buy the best cards from like some guy on a mountaintop or something well it was funny it's funny too because
2: like, when he like he really follows this stuff online and everything and when he lost his first one he's like i knew i was going to lose i'm like Really, he's like, yeah, this guy has a reputation. The the Teddy played against him. Like, okay, yeah.
1: you you got guys who are like veritable geniuses at min-maxing their 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 decks, so that like you literally have you lose in three hands. It's ridiculous. Some of them, you know.
2: It's you see, this is this is an area where I get lost. It's just a silly card game to me. But
1: <laughs> oh oh, dude, four D chess has nothing on these these kinds of card games, like you wouldn't believe the statistics some of these kids have in their heads when they go and put their decks together. And like, you know, they, they know exactly, they'll have several decks and they'll know exactly what deck to take out against which type of opponent. It's, it's amazing. You, I, I don't, I don't know how they do it myself. You know, I just, it's a full-time job.
2: That'll be JD's son
1: one day. Yeah. Possible. He's pretty nerd. Yeah. Um, get, get, I, I just want to mention, you know, I was looking this up. That movie that I saw, Munin Train, Mugen Train, the Demon Slayer, Worldwide, it's made a half a billion dollars.
3: Holy jeepers!
2: Theaters are coming back. Well, it's not just the, inner... the
1: theaters. This, this, the only movie that is the only animated movie that's beaten this is was it uh, Pokemon the first movie,
3: and it's closing in on it. Cool, wow. cool. Hey, speaking of tournaments, what happened to ours? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I apologize. It, it got...
1: It went and got the vaccine, and then you know had a reaction. (laughs) It's
3: in that one percent.
2: I apologize. I actually Uh,
3: forgot about it. It's like, hey, wait, we had a tournament. We will finish it starting (laughs) as soon as I get off of here. I'll set up nothing like it. Nothing like a March Madness tournament in June. Yes. Yeah. Well, Sometimes
1: these things take time. Hey,
3: it's pandemic season. We're all getting back. To so, it. so, 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 so,
2: yeah. So, so we will end our our March madness in June. But speaking of madness, well, you got me. So let's do a little social, media,
3: of madness. Madness. social <laughs> media madness. Social media
0: madness.
2: I felt like we needed that. So we had talked about the rumor that Marvel or Disney might be buying DC Warner out from uh, AT and T. And the recasted podcast said, I have always thought that Superman is the perfect Disney hero. How they tackle Batman would be interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, he's got a, he's got a point with Superman. Mm-hmm. I do think they get that. The idea that Warren, I don't want to get into this. Continue. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That is, that is a can of wor, uh, That's a can of dead horse
2: worms. I don't want to do that. I don't want do to do this. It's Anth- not, Anthony okay. Bourne, I think, agrees with you, JD. He said, not going to happen with a uh, gif of, I don't know who that is, going, that's not going to
3: happen. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Dude, Dave's like, you really celebrating Memorial Day in your neighborhood. Oh, I, I know. It's I like know. the War of 1812 out there.
2: I have a big open <laughs> park near me so people can go there and set off fireworks. And it's like one group finishes and the next group goes over and does it.
1: so you get that one guy who's half drunk with a lit cigarette over the wheelbarrow full of fireworks. Coincidentally, he has no fingers. Yeah. <laughs> moving on Timothy Jones chimed in and
2: said oh dear if they do maybe Disney will have a DC park for people to spend even more money personally I think the idea of Disney uh, Disney buying DC is just goofy excuse
3: me I I was gonna go
1: what up up and up we need a rim shot for that one I mean damn (laughs) very very nice thank you thank you very much thanks Tim yes tim. tim you're you're awesome man
3: i owe you a dm by the way tim the gorilla the gorilla brain
2: podcast said dc would become marvel's whipping boy in a crossover in comics and movies marvel is a multi-billion dollar earner whilst dc well we all know that tragic tale
1: well yeah but I, if I disney don't... bought them they i mean first off they'd probably reboot the whole thing and second off You know, it would be like two years and then we'd start to get like a DC full real universe that would go on for the next 20 years and make, you know, a couple of trillion dollars at least.
3: Possibly. Possibly. But I mean, like we've seen in in pro wrestling that when one company absorbs the other, the lesser company is always put into a uh, lesser position. So it's possible. I don't think Gorilla Brain is wrong on this one. Hmm. Uh, The blind rat said no. No, they are not. Never have I read a more simple, eloquent, and accurate tweet. (laughs) Very concise. Yes, I agree with you, Mr. Blind Rat. (laughs) Please contribute more to our show. I like your work. (laughs) Um, Even even a blind rat can see. (laughs) There's no truth to that. In the land of the blind. Wait, the blind rat is king? That doesn't work, but it's something like, yeah, there's a cliche there. Uh-uh. Of course, we also talked about <clears throat> Bruce Tim and JJ
2: Abrams teaming up to do a new Batman the animated series. We asked our fans if they were excited about this, and Neanderthal Chappie said, no, not at all. JJ Abrams ruined Star Wars and Star Trek. Why should we trust him with Batman?
3: Exactly. <laughs> Did you write that, John?
1: I can neither confirm nor deny. That is the most. That, I, o- <laughs> that is a very O'Grady tweet. But 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 he's he, th- this guy's right. I mean, like, geez. I mean, you know, he he took he took he took Star Trek and basically turned it into Fast and Furious in space. It he took everything that was good about Star Trek, everything that every that all the fans love, and he stripped it out. Like, uh. it's not. It, it, I, he, you know, Abrams just has. He should be making movies that fit him. He's well, not a director that makes movies that are of different genres. He makes movies into his genre. So He's a genre like Michael Bay.
3: We This didn't make the show notes, but I want to bring it up right now. Did you guys see the, the Abrams headlines this week where he said that, yeah, we probably should have had a plan going into the new Star Wars trilogy? Where they come out and say, yeah, we're, yeah. we were just going by the seat of our pants. I've never been more disappointed... To hear the filmmaker. Yeah, I'm really, I'm not going to lie. I'm super, super disappointed to hear that. Yeah, we just kind of did it. For Star Wars, one of the most yeah. lo- beloved properties in the world. Yeah.
2: Uh, look at that. Well, and then real quick, overlooked pictures said, JJ equals no thank you. Um, I'm with you. So, so, yes and no, because we've talked about this. Lucas did not have a plan. I mean, he had an idea, but he didn't have a solid plan for three pictures.
1: But he had p- people around him that were helping out at the time, and a lot of people like there were a lot of things in st- in the original Star Wars that weren't quite and his original. I idea. also don't.
2: I honestly, honestly, don't think it was JJ's fault because JJ set stuff up in the Force Awakens that Ryan Johnson just crapped on in uh, the Last Jedi. So it's kind of like
3: you know, it all goes back to what's her face, the head yeah. of- uh, yeah. Lucas film. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue it. Like, you can't. I'm shocked and appalled to hear that Kathleen Kennedy. Forward, Kathleen Kennedy. Thank it you. It was Kathleen freaking Kennedy. They're. I'm shocked and appalled to hear they were going to go forward with three films that without a without cohesive a plan. plan for all yeah. three. I'm just stunned. I never in a million years thought that that would have happened, especially with the level of professionals involved in it. It's disappointing, and it honestly colors my perception of those movies.
2: Yes. And I still stand by, I like the first Star Trek reboot, and then it got really bad after that. <laughs> okay, take another shot, John. Take another shot. I, I've, already,
1: I've already had a couple. I, I, <laughs> 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 no, no, I've already had a couple, so yeah, we'll we'll save, we'll save that for when it gets really bad.
2: <laughs> All right. And then okay. finally, we talked about the new Venom trailer let there be carnage hmm. to which the recast podcast again said i think it looks great read a concern read a concerning rumor that the is andrew garfield's spider verse not holland's that's i you, hear
3: i hear where he's coming from and the new oh, wait, this didn't make the sh- 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 yes we'll, we'll continue this later
2: well i will say that in the morbius trailer there's a picture of Spider-Man, and it's actually Tobey Maguire. So I don't know what they're doing with these offshoot pictures. I mean, we'll talk about that in a, a little bit more in a minute. Apparently, blowing
1: them up in the in the park behind you.
3: <laughs> you. You didn't see this, but I mean, there was an. I didn't look into this now, and I missed this. There was another big story this week about. There's some real speculation on who the real villain of of No Way Home is. Did you see that?
1: I thought it was. Going it's John O'Grady, right?
3: No, 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 it's, no, they're saying it's going to be Willem Dafoe. Oh, oh, I oh, think yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. that yeah. though. Yeah, I think well, I saw somebody, it. Well, yeah, I, forget what company. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't
2: mention that one, but, but we, 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 we can talk about that in a little bit because I think it does uh, loop into the main. Talk. It does. It, it loops into a couple of the stories that I, 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 I included. So that is social media madness for this week. If you mm. want to be part of social media madness, here's our good friend D Square to tell you how you can follow along on social media.
0: I guess that's what I wanted to say.
3: (laughs) We got there. We got there.
0: (laughs) Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power podcast, 45 so wizard fans on patrol the gorilla brain podcast and of course superhero speak search for hashtag gw all stars you will not be disappointed now it's back to dave and the boys on superhero speak
1: wait we didn't we didn't talk about anya teller joy as graven the hunter We're coming back
2: to that. That's in the actual news. That that is actually in the notes.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Oh, my God. Why do I do this every week?
1: And welcome back. Thank you for that,
3: Don. Uh, You're going to need that spirituality podcast after this every week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. Uh, And I almost watched it last night. Sorry, Don, I didn't, because you were talking about... I didn't want to be spoiled for stuff we were going to possibly talk about this week. So,
1: I just on, want to tell you that I am compromised right now. On how's that it, note, how's, the, how's the control going, Dave? <laughs> on that note,
3: we're going to take our first commercial break,
2: and we'll be right back.
3: After these messages, we'll be right back.
2: All right, boys and girls, we are back and better than ever. Well, except for John. Uh, oh, I'm better. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about some news. We got actually quite a bit of Marvel news that came out. A lot of people lying to us about things. A lot of people who are overconfident in things. So we're going to start with Tim Miller. We all know who Tim Miller is, the director of the Deadpool movies, which we all know and love.
3: first Deadpool movie.
2: Oh, yes, that's right. The first Deadpool movie. Uh, and he has come out and said he believes...
3: Deadpool can still work in the MCU without being R-rated. Lies. Lies. It cannot be a lie. There might just be a misconception. That works.
2: Yeah, when he was asked if it would work, he said, "I do. I think Ryan Reynolds' take on the character and the way he embraces the particular kind of insanity, even if you he's not allowed to use four-letter words, would still be there. He still is that character. You can take the R-rated parts out and if you want it, it would be still Deadpool. If Ryan is doing it,
1: um, let me let me, let me just interject here. When the Death Battle guys use Deadpool, and like they've had they've had him go against Pinkie Pie, they've had him go against Slade, they've had him go against a couple of times. Like in one, they had him they had him go against Pinkie Pie, and he went to swear looked up in the in the video because because he breaks the fourth wall he looked up saw the the rated y and said and then you know used a normal word instead of a swear so I, there's ways to inject humor along with that but
2: so my issue is it's not just the language like oh people God. Want to sit there and, because he doesn't like he doesn't well in the later comics but a lot of, some of the earlier stuff he didn't doesn't curse as much it's no. the violence i mean he shot. He, he shot a in the first one on on the bridge. He shoots three guys with one bullet, and there's blood splurting everywhere when he shoots them. He he's decapitated people. He, like when he got ripped in half. Yes, he got ripped
1: in half. Or the baby junk.
2: <laughs> yes, the baby. junk. You know, he had baby hands, and then and then baby junk. Yes, yes. So it's not. Yeah, it's you can take the cursing out, but he's still R rated. So
1: yeah, there's there's no there, I. There's no way it could match the last two movies without an R rating. The the, the humor itself I mean, is literally based in the most banal bathroom humor there is. Like
2: I think you could add Deadpool into an MCU movie and make it funny and do, you know.
1: Well, they could, yeah, they could, they could make a play off of like it being, right. you know, oh, oh, wait, I'm looking up and the, you know, it says it's it's rated PG 13. Damn it. You know, or like, like they could make a play on that.
2: Like you could see him pull out his guns and then he's off camera. You hear bang, 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 bang. And then he walks out and it's like, what? You didn't show that? You know,
3: you're right. You didn't exactly. show that
2: guy's head exploding? You know, something like that. So I don't know. You're being quiet, JD. I
3: don't know. I think you could do Deadpool without it, but I don't know if you can now. Right. right. Like I think we might have with crossed the first Rub- two movies you mean. Yeah, like we've kind of crossed the Rubicon and there's like a series of mm. expectations that have been put forth and I think that might be maybe a reason why we we don't know much about Deadpool 3 is cuz they're trying to figure out the tone. Right. They,
1: they should just know. go for I mean, I know it's Disney. I know the mouse has like, you know, basically basically the mouse is wielding the Infinity Gauntlet, but it's Deadpool. He breaks well, the he breaks the third wall with the Infinity Gauntlet. What's so.
3: Disney's adult studio called nowadays? I'm forgetting. Like, there was Touchstone and Miramax. What is it now? Fox? It could be Fox. <laughs> I mean, it could be Fox. That's you true. Could put, you could put the Fox logo in front of it. And it wouldn't. You're still right. Disney. You're still, you know, making the Disney. But you're not throwing the Magic Kingdom in front of it or the mouse. So Right. Which is, I think that's what
2: they're going to do. I honestly yeah, I think, think so. they're yeah. just going to throw the Fox logo on it and, you
1: know.
3: They could do that. It they should own it. that. They yeah. do own it. I don't know. I, this is a bit of a non-story because I don't think he's going to be involved anyway. So right, yeah, that's true too.
2: All right. Well, how about this is a good story because you know I like Emma Stone, but she's a she's a liar. She also she's also dead. Right. So so obviously she's she, obviously she's Cruella Deville in the new Cruella movie from Disney. which has
3: been
1: doing pretty good by the way. I have no um, words to
2: see that. And mm-hmm. in a recent, I have no words to see that. Continue. <laughs> and in a recent interview with MTV News, she basically said that she is not in No Way Home, and she actually, like you just pointed out, JD pointed out that she died in Spider-Man: Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure we saw Jamie Fox kind of die too. So, and he's the only one who's actually confirmed to come out and said, "Yeah, I'm in No Way Home, and I'm um,
3: all through." Molina too,
2: who oh, yeah. also was dead, and who yeah. also died. So well, we had two villains di-
3: that they—they they all, I mean.
1: Alfred. Uh, they Marvel Alfred, died. Alfred, he he died. He died off screen. So.
2: Right. Well, Electro turned into energy. You know, basically.
1: Again, so it's off screen. So it's it's like
2: Marvel screen. villain deaths that aren't necessarily deaths, but for all intents purposes, we kind of believe they died. So well, to be fair, no one's come back to
3: life in a Marvel movie yet. Are you sure? Whew, who? Who? missing? Well, who's l- Come l- back l- to l- life. Let's,
1: <laughs> let's wait. Resurrected. <laughs> tr- Let Let's wait till the uh, end of the Vision Black. Let's wait till he's the not a
3: per- of- he's not alive though he's an android. Oh, fine, fine. I'll give. Is you
1: my that. mic off? Can you hear me? <laughs>
3: we can't. We're ignoring. Um, let, we're ignoring you at the okay. okay.
1: Let, let's lead to the end of the Black Widow movie before we decide whether until I wrong. see
2: it. Right. Well, let's also put it this way: somebody, I know somebody came back. Coulson.
1: Those Without, don't count. They, yeah, they they're not. They, that's out of out of cont- continuity now. Mm-hmm.
3: They, Loki. Yeah, but they also, ex- but, they kind of time jumped for that. They didn't bring him back. We have alternate Loki. Yeah, he's another He's another. Exactly. Loki. It's not who's saying
2: that this is exactly the fair, amazing Spider-Man fair, universe that fair. she's coming from.
1: Well, then again, you've got Marvel. Uh, what is it? Uh, the universe of madness. Multiverse. Uh, Multiverse of madness. So everything's on the table now. It's so, like Flashpoint. Like nothing means anything anymore. You can bring so, somebody from any, from any universe at any point in time. We're, we're, we're talking
2: matter. about this. And here's the problem. The rumors are flying high that JD is going to die from coughing. The trailer for No Way Home is actually coming possibly tomorrow, as we record this on Monday, so June 1st, but definitely within the next two weeks, we're going to get the first trailer, which will probably answer a lot of these questions and rumors.
3: So is the real question is, is Willem Dafoe back as Norman Osborn? Yes, that is a good question. You know, but the thing
1: is, like, like uh, Civil War, I don't want them to spoil it if he's back. I want to go into if he, if, is, if the if if he, he is, is the villain, if he is the villain, and back, I do.
3: yeah, right. Well, I want him, to, I want to know because that's a draw to me to go to the theater. like, I want to go anyway. But if you sit there and tell because they've been, they've been trying to do the Sinister Sticks movie for <laughs> 20 years, and like, if they're gonna say, screw it, we've got these guys, use them, you know. Well, I mean, I agree. If you've got Alpha Molina and and and, and, and 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 Vulture yeah. and and Vulture and Electro, you've already well, done them. Why not do them? And Mysterio. I mean, like you've yeah.
2: got. I mean, that is the question. If they're using this to backdoor a Sinister Six movie,
3: it's not even backdoor because so, these these movies are technically Sony movies. And you've got Rhino. You've got literally got almost the entire Sinister. You got the whole Six. thing. Who are you missing? Craven the Hunter. Right. I segue, Dave. That's my segue. <laughs> well, good. we do. We do
2: now have Craven the Hunter, and he's been cast. And it's this shocked me. It's Aaron Taylor Johnson who oh, was Quicksilver.
1: I thought there was, was Anya
3: Taylor Joy. No, that's the Queen's Gambit.
2: <laughs> Magic. Uh, I'm sorry. Who, who was Quicksilver in our our lovely Age of Ultron movie? Who was killed by a bullet, even though Several. he's supposed to be faster than bullets? So and sorry. didn't show
1: it up and didn't show up in WandaVision. Yeah. Which
2: begs so many questions, because it's like, so this ties into the next story, which I'm I'm going to bring up too, is that they have come out and said, there is a plan. Sony has come out and said, there is a plan to tie the tangential Spider-Verse movies into Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Like, they're not just making these movies. There is a plan to tie them all together. I can see that. Well, they've been teasing us for the
1: last couple of years with this. So, yeah. Well, very, very light teasing. I mean, so, like there's no, there's been no concrete lines drawn. No, but they
3: introduced, we've talked, like, they've introduced the concept of multiverse. Right. Right. Maybe in both sides. In so. both sides. So, I mean, we have this laid out. They have announced that Jamie Foxx is coming back. Alfred Molina announced himself that he was coming back. So, I mean, like, this is on the table. Right? And we, we know
1: something's going on because Tom Holland has been gagged and tied up. <laughs> Up. so he probably has some information that we all want to know
2: oh, I'm, I'm sure he does he's the star he has to know something i, I know um, but the, he was know, in
1: fact in the movie they won't let him say anything so
2: though gotta, i uh, though i heard when they were doing Endgame, they would only give him like his actual lines right before the day before they'd film yeah. there's a
3: bit of a trust factor <laughs> yes but he's
2: young, you know. He's excited. But he's to so be good.
3: At, we love him. I mean, you accept, we accept him, but then you have to spoon feed him his dialogue. So yes, you know, can't tell uh, what somebody else might say. So, but that also begs the question:
2: where he was Quicksilver, and then he's Craven the Hunter, and then if Tom Holland's Spider Man ties into these tangential movies, and these tangential movies are tied into the MCU because Tom Holland is in the MCU, so he was two characters <laughs> in the MCU. Is he like the only? true actor to do that Who's, who who about Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, talking about background because i know there's been background characters that have been uh, different characters in movies and stuff but like actually that.
3: playing two different person or two different characters yeah depends on if we get the tw- the tim story fantastic 4 ooh oh uh, yeah but i thought fantastic
1: wait fantastic 4 is like i mean they don't even have a
3: release date multiverse right? i'm saying if we get the tim story version of fantastic 4 then chris evans is the human torch right Oh, Jesus. Right. And yeah, they I could do that, too. And he oh, man.
1: And that would take care of one of his supposed contractual
3: the name matches. on a contract is Chris Evans. Right. Not yeah. Steve Rogers.
1: Right. That's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Don't. Sure, like Why not?
3: That
1: would be hysterical. But I did not like that human torch. It was like I... every it was like every other freaking, you know, superhero genre movie like you know oh he's the great guy women love him blah 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 it was like it's johnny same- storm that is johnny
3: storm that that is the character that that the, yeah that is like to be fair that is that is a template set with johnny storm actually like he was that guy before everyone else so you know i can't complain about them actually being true to the character okay. right and it's why
2: his relationship with peter parker works in the comics too mm-hmm. because they're two young heroes but they kind of bounce off of each other he's because they're Peter's very the, different yeah. yeah he's the serious bookworm scientist and johnny storms the
3: johnny's flash with a heart yes
2: i didn't
1: know they were like a comic duo in the
3: oh, oh. yeah there's Ooh. a great mini there's a great dad slot miniseries spider-man human torch hmm. awesome it's hilarious but i mean it goes even back farther than that oh, they mean, yeah they mean appearing in people's the fantastic four appear in spider-man number one yep and like so from like from day two, because Amazing Fantasy fifteen, of course, for Spider Man's right. Like so, from day one, basically, this love hate relationship between the two. It's And maybe so even talked about how they're like almost like brothers because they're so right. like they have so many shared experiences, right? And they have they're 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 the two they're two people who can like understand each other, like because they've had very similar childhoods, basically, right? Hmm. So they have that relationship based on on that. So you know, it's interesting when the, when Johnny Storm died in the Hickman run. There was a really nice. Thing with Peter Parker coming in and talking, talking to them and trying to like mourn over the loss of the torch. Wow. Okay. Yes.
2: So that. Wow. Anyway, (laughs) we went off on a tangent there. Um, Why not? Trying to educate John and his Marvel ignorance. Got to take care of his
1: Marvelution. That's that's a story I'd like to read. I mean.
2: Yeah. But yeah, this
3: will be interesting. I don't know. I don't see him as Craven though. Oh, I think it's. Well, physically, like you look at pictures of him lately. (laughs) <laughs> I don't. No. I mean, like, look at him. He's big. He's got dark hair, uh, big beard. I'm like, oh, he actually looks kind of like Craven. Like, huh. it, it's so weird because you think of Aaron Taylor Johnson, you think Kickass or like, you know, right, exactly, like Quicksilver. He don't look like that anymore. And and just on his
1: acting ability, like, I'll tell you this: when he was Johnny Storm, you know, he had that attitude and all that. He played Johnny Storm perfectly, based on what you guys are saying. When he played Captain America, I didn't realize it was the same actor for a we were while. We're talking we, about
3: Aaron we, Taylor Johnson. Well, I, I <laughs> John wants to go back. Like, I John want to go still back. Has thoughts on on Steve Rogers? Continue. Okay. Get your Chris Evans thoughts
1: out. No, no, no. That's okay.
2: No, 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 no. You have to tell us now.
1: No, no. Okay, it's just he's
3: great. He's a much better <laughs> a actor than actor. I thought. Yeah, I know Chris Evans, but is a good he's. Actor. Wait, I think he's underrated. I agree. He's a great villain character in Scott Pilgrim too. Right? He's one of the seven evil exes and he's like he or like the, his goof character in not another teen movie. Like he can do just about anything. Snowpiercer, he's a great action, like a straight up action hero. Like he can do pretty much anything you want him to do. Like, he's he's immensely talented. And and he's almost chameleon.
1: Like I said, it took it took me a while to figure out oh wait, that's the same actor. You yeah, know? he's he's good. He's damn good.
2: Wow. Okay. So yeah, he doesn't Sorry. look he doesn't look like kick
3: ass anymore by the oh, way. He he, like, if you look at it, you, go, we cast this guy to play Craven. You're like, okay. Like physically, that looks like Craven. Much better than like Jared Leto playing Morbius. Ugh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> it just doesn't work at all. No, it's going to suck ass. That's going to, you hear the Johnson's and kick ass. That movie's going to suck ass. Mm.
2: <laughs> is, that, is that your son cheering yeah. on suck ass? He's <laughs> getting ready for bedtime. <laughs> nice. Ah,
1: Okay
3: troublemaker he,
1: he, yeah but getting back to aaron taylor johnson i mean you're right he does look kind he looks of
3: looks like craven like... right like i yeah. mean like just a beard you, I mean, too the beard as i'm talking about like i saw I'm like yeah i get it's it it's not like what tough guy. it does it's not what i would have done but i saw it and i'm like yeah okay yeah. why not and it, we already you know can... he could do a trashy eastern european accent we heard it <laughs> yeah and he it... looks nothing like he looks nothing like uh he did when he played quicksilver so right that's if you, the, that's if the you go
1: online and you look at it, they have a lot of pictures of him and pictures of Craven and
3: yeah you can definitely see it. Yeah, it's going to work. I mean like physically and I don't know, he's just got he got big. He got he's huge. He's huge. Yeah. Like he's he's on the good stuff. I mean like he looks he's going to do fine in this role. I think it's actually one of the better casting jobs Sony's done in one of these things. So I mean, kudos. It's it's so weird though that they did that. It is a little weird. I'm not going to lie, but it makes sense like and, it I, works. I kind of wonder – half of me wonders, is it a, a screw you to Disney? I don't
2: know if it's a screw you uh, I mean,
3: he's dead. Like, that's one of the – that's like – he's become like the Bucky of that – of the MCU, right? Like, remember for yeah. a long time, Bucky had to stay dead. Bucky's dead. In this universe, Pietro's dead, right? His death serves a purpose. Yeah. So, he got to stay dead. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Until Multiverse uh, of Madness has him grab the Tesseract or
3: something well, that's in a former timeline that's yeah i mean like i said every marvel which i think is cool by the way the fact that every marvel thing is on the table for these next couple of movies
1: I, I just i just want to see
3: was it black widow back I mean groot died and came back groot is a tree and it is and not, the fact, Groot, it is new Groot. It is baby no, it's Groot. Groot. It's Groot. Baby Groot is not the same Groot. And they, well, this is not me, this is James Gunn. It's a new group. Well, genetic
1: memory kind of, you know, like, that's what they have, genetic memory. And so he's kind of the same group.
3: That's not according to the director, the well, guy who actually wrote the script that made the movie. He says new Groot. James Gunn says a lot of
2: things that I don't agree with, so... Oh, sure. Steer into that. But I thought, he is I, the expert on that
3: subject.
1: I thought the original Groot like had genetic memory or something like when when a sprout came from one of them. It's, it's entirely like it the it's
3: it. in the comic books? Sure. They never established that in the movie series. Because hmm. they asked, is Baby Groot a new character? He says, yes, Baby Groot is a new character. He's not the original Groot. The original Groot did sacrifice himself to save the Guardians.
1: So, yeah. so we've got. Woman. So the next, the next, the next Guardians movies is going to be when he's in his 20s and bar hopping and stuff, right? Yes, uh,
3: they'll exactly. do something like that. It'll be funny.
2: True. Speaking of things that are funny, No. speaking of people being liars, as we've been harping on this whole segment here. So again, it, this goes why, like, I don't believe Emma Stone. I don't believe any of these actors who come out and say, "Oh, I'm not in the movie." No, that's not going on. Oscar Isaac, we've known for a while
3: now is playing Moon Knight. Marvel finally confirmed it this past now, week. Hold on, is that a case of lying, or it ain't done until the contract is signed? <sighs> it's a good question, but because I mean, like, but like, like, you could say he's attached to play something, but until like pen is put to paper. And there's a lot of people that do that. It's all that they have that attitude that it's all fiction. It's all a good idea until I have a contract.
1: But, but still, we, we've talked about this before. Like, <clears> doesn't mean they were if, signed, though. Yeah, but if we if we had like gone into Civil War, right, and suddenly seeing Peter Parker in that, that would have been a much better moment than if it, it had been blabbed for weeks before. It
3: would have. But at the same time, you got to make sure these things sell. Right, and you need to. And I agree. Marvel movies should sell themselves. Right, but Marvel but they movies sell more of They, they yeah. don't need to anymore, right? But that's not. It's still not. It's still a better idea to get your. It's not a great idea to sit there and not tell anyone what the movie is about. Like they just right. don't do that anymore. Well, not like not, not Matrix, the Matrix. Like that's a great idea. Like the Matrix. The marketing campaign for the movie was: What is this movie? Come to the movie and find out. Because right. you didn't that's- know. They just and that was, they just don't market movies like that anymore. Like these majors, these studios play things so safe to make sure that they're spending billions of dollars and get back billions of dollars, you know. But, but still, yeah. there's
1: something to be said for like the Absolutely. first people, the first people on opening night coming out of the movie calling all of their friends and saying, See this now. Yeah, right? I agree. Like, right? word of mouth still has. I agree. I think word of mouth still is more important. I agree. Than than a, a marketing campaign that just spills the beans on it. Well, I
2: agree. and the thing is, I don't even think it's. I agree, but I also don't think it's so much like word of mouth implies people don't know that it exists. That's true. People know the movie exists. But you kind of wait for somebody you know to see it and go, yeah, it's good. Then you so then you run out and go see it. When you have enough people go, eh, it wasn't that good. Then maybe you don't go see it.
1: Right. But, the, but you know, when you get a movie that's going to, when you're pretty sure you got a movie that's going to generate that kind of word of mouth, that's when you market the hell out of it. But you can get a large I think you can get a larger audience if you surpri- if you leave no, some surprises in there, I, especially know, you, for Marvel movies, which basically everybody's gonna go
3: see those anyway. But they do leave surprises in there. We do have those. Like they are, there is always a careful balance. At the same time, when you the most important the thing with the word of mouth, and we a word of mouth, and we you know, it's a smaller movie that you make your money back later on. These movies can't afford to make their money. They have like like mathematically, they have to make their money in the first weekend. Yeah. Right, if they, and you don't want to, you don't want to leave that to chance. Mm. I agree with you. Again, like a perfect world, you would do that, but there's a reason why, and I don't like it either. But I'm just, that's just the reality.
1: Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean.
3: Now, and it,
2: but I mean, this goes back to I, I think of like Paul Rudd denying he was playing Ant Man, you know, and then like a week later it was confirmed, and who was the other actress? Well, it was all the time. The the actress who was playing She-Hulk. She denied she was playing She-Hulk. Tatiana?
3: Yeah. yeah. But again, these contracts aren't done. So part of it is like, again, I come from wrestling, is you work the marks, right? But another part of it is too is like, do you, because there's been times too, people have been attached to roles and it hasn't worked out where things have fallen out. So it is better to deny until the contract is signed. So you don't want to say, yeah, I'm in, cool. And then you're in negotiations and it falls out. And then then the actor has another face.
2: I will say this with these... Actors and actresses who people are swearing are in the Spider Man movie through different evidence, denying it and then let them
3: deny, let them deny. That's fun. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that, them lying those here.
2: contracts have been signed a while ago because the right. trailer's coming out.
3: So. Yeah, fair enough. Let them but let them lie. Let let's let us have some surprises in here. Because I do agree. Okay. John is right. Like if you tell me a couple of these guys, if you tell me Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx are coming back in this movie, I'm great. And then you throw one defoe at me, awesome. Awesome. You know, and then you give me Emma Stone, awesome, great, fine. But like, I don't mind them lying to me a little bit. Like lying makes things more fun. Actors should lie more. Is Dave frozen, or is he just looking at me like a madman? You just said John was right. Oh, John was right. Once My in a brain while, brain does what? You like froze. I'm like, did Dave blow a gasket? Like, yes, because you said John is right. S- scared me. I thought the computer froze. I was like, oh, he's the guy with the recording of the podcast. Uh, sorry trying to be no, and I, I, in theory what john says is 100 percent correct oh, in theory, like, okay in execution it's it's tricky because you got nerd math count like bean counters and they want to well, make sure if anybody could do it though
1: and still make and 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 use it to make more money than they actually yeah, would if, right. it would be marvel because yeah. those movies all we already know that no matter what they make people are going to go see it right so like you know your your opening night isn't going to be bad are it's just they? a matter of if you play it right, you could you could literally use like word of mouth
3: to make an explosion the next week of well, box office. But you don't want the next week of box office. You want the first week of box. That's the thing, though. You don't want week two, because now you have competition, right? You wanna you wanna own the weekend. Yeah, yeah but if the, if the competition, if the competition is your now,
1: friend saying, Dude, you should have seen when Spider Man jumped in, and you are like, "Spider
3: Man's in this? It's you know? got to no, it's got to be that week one. It's got to be week one." Here is a, a question, at least on Wednesdays now. Here is a mm-hmm. question, and uh, this is all seriousness. Mm-hmm. We're now,
2: you know the the pandemic is starting to wind down. We're ne- we're nearing the end of everything. Here, okay. theaters theaters are, are are opening back up.
0: Yeah,
2: let's go back to you know thirty years ago when movies could sit in the for a while in the theater. Mm-hmm. To, oh, Star Wars is like, a Jurassic, Park. Of that.
3: Jurassic Park. Jurassic right. Park was in
2: the theaters for over a year. Yeah. Because of the pandemic, we have less big movies coming out this year. There are a few, but so will movies for a little while be able to breathe?
1: Well, look, like possible. Demon Slayer would probably have been in the theaters for about two weeks. If the, if this hadn't been pandemic
3: time, right? It's now it's been in there for more than a month. Exactly. I do. You're right. I do think yeah. it's a little bit different now. And that's the thing people have talked about her as much as the pandemic is winding down. It's still, it's not going to be like, we say more, oh, Hey, everything's fine. And then everybody goes back to February, 2020, like it was right. There's going right. to be an adjustment period of people getting reacclimated to society. People Part are of that still is afraid. Yeah. People, there are people that are still afraid. Like it's going to take a while before the theaters looks like what John was saying. So, I mean, I think in Marvel's case, this one, I think you put all your cards up front. To make sure everybody knows what's all in this one. In a normal scenario, yeah, man, hide some stuff. This time around, I think you got to tell people, hey, you need to come to this movie. You need to risk the India variant so that you can see Emma Stone get thrown off a bridge again. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's, that's, that's harsh.
2: Oh, my God.
3: The Indian variant. Is there an you Indian know, variant? Because John said that earlier. And I was just there. I was there just is the,
1: the Indian variant. Like well, yeah. it's it's already showing up in the UK. Who know? Who knows? Like it, it's probably that's, already in the that's US. That's India. Yeah. Well, a rough spot No, right it's now, already probably. in the UK, and it's probably yeah. There's a in lot the of US, Indian
2: there. people in the UK. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. this yeah, but the problem yeah, is they're still back and forth. Yeah. Do you know how many Indian people work for just my business, my my company alone? I mean, you know, it's it's probably already over here. The problem is that it's. Already taking over, so.
3: But we got to see. But you got to see how the the vaccines hold up against. Right, exactly. But the vaccine, great place to test it is in the U.S., where sixty-some percent of our population is fully vaccinated. So, put it in the field. Let's see how we do. Yeah, that's
2: all we can do. That's all we can do. You got to test it live.
3: Uh, I mean, we're already we're already there.
2: So. Exactly.
1: Mm,
2: Yeah, the die is cast. Speaking of people dying, we have talked, of course, that the they are making an Evil Dead sequel. With Sam Raimi, and uh, of course, the it's going to be uh, Evil Dead Rise. But what they have not told us till now is that it's going to be a streaming movie on HBO Max. Cool. They're not planning to go to the theater, even though it's not coming out the next year. So that makes me wonder quite a
3: few things about this movie. A, does Warner not have faith in it? Probably not. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's a you know the big. Thing about this Evil Dead movie, no Bruce Campbell. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's true. And the other thing is, we all know that AT&T is trying to get rid of Warner, <laughs> so what does this really mean? This is a project that's going to disappear.
3: I mean, yeah, they're probably just trying to rush it out, because one, it's Sam Raimi's just producing it. Yeah. Right? He's not actually making it, and it might not be very good. I don't know. I mean, it's... Well,
1: it's a cash grab. It's probably like...
3: But it's not much what... of a cash grab if it's going to the app that people, you know... That, that's uh, the whole thing,
2: right? Like, I don't, I don't see... I don't, I see diehard fans going to the theater to see this, but I don't see people signing up for HBO Max just to see this movie.
3: No, but you need, you need to keep the, it's not just sign up for HBO Max at this point, it's keep people on HBO Max. Right.
1: Well, for that, you need lots of content. And Mm -hmm. this is
3: content. It is. Content is king. Mm. You need to keep. Keep putting new content on the app, oh. and this is this is the problem. This is why this is the whole reason of the spinoff is because they were not prepared to do this. Like this was a this was rushed and poorly thought out and kind of stupid. So now you're in.
1: Whereas if you've got Disney Plus and you're watching Star Wars Bad Batch, you're like, yeah, I'm going to keep paying the monthly fee for this. So
2: well, I mean, yeah, they're they're doing it right, especially right now. I mean, you had Mandalorian season two. Then right into WandaVision, then right into Falcon Winter Soldier, then you know Bad, Bad Batch, Batch. Then, Bad right Batch. In, then right into Loki. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, like they're keep they've they're giving you content to keep you there.
1: You and you you, you 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 I don't know how many people are noticing this, but the Star Wars prop like everybody concentrates on the Marvel properties, but the Star Wars properties, they are making a Star Wars extended universe that is pretty damn amazing with hellishly a hellish number of really good characters in it. Thank and you, and Dave. All, and a lot of interconnecting stuff, all, a lot of stuff in the, in the background. Like it's, it's, you know, like it's really good.
3: Thank you, Dave Filoni. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, right.
2: yeah. I, I agree. I was going to say though, it does feel like Star Wars is slower getting their stuff out than Marvel is right now.
3: Well, to be fair, we've had three, two Marvel shows and three Star Wars shows and, and Mandalorian was the test subject. True. And I don't mind if
1: they're slower, as long as they're good. And so far, they're proving that that time is being very
3: well spent. So here's a question that didn't make the uh, the show notes this week. Amazon buying
2: MGM. I, I was just about to say, speaking of content, I forgot to include this. It was announced that Amazon is looking to buy... I don't think it's official yet. Maybe it's uh, pre-approved, but it looks like it's heading in that direction. Yeah, they're going to buy MGM, which means they're going to have Bond. And that's it.
3: Because MGM's... It? MGM's pre-1986 library belongs to Warner. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Ooh. So, like, you're not going to get the Wizard of Oz and stuff like that because Turner bought all that stuff back in the 90s. Where'd they, where'd they take, like, a $15
1: billion hit on the, the price? Huh. Like, they're selling it for so much less now than it was actually worth when they bought it. We that
3: about um, MGM? <clears throat> I mean, it's not – It's <clears throat> what you're buying is you're buying a name. A movie produced by Amazon doesn't sound as good as a movie produced by MGM. Sure. So it's like Tommy Boy. I'm, I'm buying the box. Right, mm-hmm. like that makes sense. And plus you get bond, which is one of the most valuable properties in, in film, right? It's the original. It's the original franchise. True. I don't know how much I mean it's still it's still oh, good,
1: see. but it's not in this time of like the, the geek genre taking over. I'm not sure how
3: But you gotta but you're also okay, so you can't compete in the geek market, but you can compete in the dad market. Mm. You know, is there are those Bond movies do make money. so
2: true. Okay. Yeah. So you've got, uh well, Red Dawn, the Adams Family.
1: These are all dead franchises, though. Like Not the Adams Family is like.
3: You can reboot the Adams. The Adams Family right. is ripe for a reboot. So you right, but but they, but they all
1: out. have to be rebooted. That's
3: the yeah, problem. Uh, There's yeah, no yeah. ongoing real, you know, Cron movies. No, but you you can create. Uh, Stargate. Stargate is something you can play with. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Stargate is something they could really do something. with. Yeah. Like. there is a hardcore fan base. There for is that. Mars That's Attacks. A good
3: one. You gotta deal with Tim Burton, that's... maybe. <laughs> I mean, you gotta do it. That's, that doesn't work without Tim Burton. So
2: let's see.
1: That's uh... that's that's just content. There's not, there, yeah, not there's nothing you can do with that.
2: <laughs> but I mean, this does give a bunch of content,
1: right?
3: You need content, right? Like you need you need you need finished content, right? Because there's replayable because oh. people like watch movies from the '80s all the time on these things, right? And you also need like new content that you can produce. Now here's here's an interesting one. The Hobbit movies, but not the Lord of the. Those are New Line. Well, hmm.
2: interesting. Yeah, it's saying that they belong to MGM. You talking about the, the the the
3: Hobbit movie, the the current the Hobbit movies, yeah, or the big... or the older ones? No, the current ones. So MGM bought the rights to the Hobbit, which, which is, is weird because new line? it's which is weird because they're on HBO Max. I thought they were Warner. So they are War. I mean, that's New Line. I don't know. about is it the is it, are you sure it's the new ones and not like the the Ralph Bakshi Hobbit movies? wow that's
1: a deep cut thank you uh, it
2: it says the hobbit the, the desolation movies. of smog the huh. hobbit the battle of the two armies hmm.
3: they might have contracts with hbo max they're gonna expire then that's interesting
2: yeah that is interesting
3: because i know new line produced the good lord of the rings movies right and hbo max is doing is it H, is it hbo max or amazon that's doing the lord of the Rings show it costs like 50 bajillion dollars
2: i think that's amazon there you go. That makes sense. That's probably how they got into the talk. Now, apparently, that's the other thing. They're saying that MGM's kind of been for sale for a while.
3: Now. Forever. Just I mean, no one wanted to buy it. It's kind of worthless. Like, again, the, ba- the majority of the back catalog is with Warner, right? So the only thing that has value in MGM is Bond, right? Like, they, like they don't need the, the Desolation of Smog movies and stuff like that to make their Lord of the Rings TV show. They just buy it out from Tolkien, from that right. whole estate kind of and they could just do that but again you need stuff and again i think that slapping the <laughs> lion before your movies looks a lot better than an amazon logo. true so again you're just buying well
1: jeff bezos does look like a hairless lion
3: jeff bezos looks like lex luthor jeff bezos might actually be lex <laughs> this is
1: true
2: oh uh, my goodness you guys you need help <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, like, there's no Wizard of Oz. There's no Gone with the Wind. Like, all this stuff that you think of yes. as, in, like, MGM Prime, like, in the first half of the 20th century, MGM was the studio. That stuff all belongs to Warner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, you're just getting you're just getting the lion that goes, Brow! you know? Meow. Yeah. And James Bond. But, but there's value in James Bond. Like, people will get Amazon. If they put that on Prime, people will get Prime just so they can watch from Russia with love whenever they want. Right. Yeah. And we have it for the shipping.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the T V properties and I don't see anything else that stands out like, Oh yeah, that 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 could be a reboot. Like,
3: everything's be- kinda getting bought up right now. So we're in this like everything everyone's in the smash and grab phase. Right. Right. That would explain why they're paying
1: so much more for MGM than it's
3: actually worth. This buy thing. now, buy well, now, profit later. That's where right. everyone is. Like that's why you know, people are like, oh, they're gonna Warner's gonna sell DC. They're gonna get rid of that. No, that's shut up. They're stupid. Like they're not getting rid of that. They they maybe 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 if they decide DC Comics has no value, you license it out to Marvel. But even that's stupid. Like they're not gonna do that. Com- the price well, of, of comics for for Warner Media is so insignificant.
2: Also. You, you you said it last week that the comic properties, if they sell that, then they have to license the properties to make the movies.
3: Right? You know, so so yeah. anything created in the war in by by Marvel under would they'd also have stuff to. it. I mean, like there's a lot of there's a lot of red tape that it's just it's so hard to jump around. They're not going to do it. Publishing yeah. comics doesn't cost Warner anything.
2: Exactly. No,
3: it's cheap. It's super cheap for a regular publisher. It's a lot of money. But for Warner, loves to burn money. They love it. They live for it. They love wasting money. It's corporate culture. You know, I'm not I, wrong. <laughs> I know I'm not wrong. Like this is like it's not new either. This is what Warner's I, been doing for 40 years.
2: I, I would disagree with you, but you know,
3: we did get the Snyder cut. All right. <laughs> There's no reason they did that. I don't know how many more HBO Max subscriptions were sold because of it. That's a good question. That,
1: like, and that, and there's one nothing one that You their, can't prove it either, though. That, that was right. one of the better things they did with their money, though. Like, considering how much better it was in the but, actual theatrical release. No, <laughs>
2: and, sure. I'm not disagreeing with that. But at the same time, there wasn't a need to do it.
1: No. No. Except especially, to bring people to HBO.
2: Especially the way they did it. Because you can tell they added stuff afterwards. Oh, yeah. The whole Jared Leto scene at the end. Like that's, that was, <sighs> at, there was no, like if we got his honest to goodness, original cut and they
3: just put it out on Blu-ray, that'd be different.
2: There but letting him go back and,
3: and tweak saying, it, but I've been saying it for four years, man. Like that doesn't exist in its form. Like, you don't, a, a rough cut is not viewable to a regular audience. And they had the benefit of hindsight to go, well, this didn't work. Right. Cause you'd be foolish to release an actual rough cut. Right. They had to do that. Now, whether that but again, how much that translated to actual subscriptions, no one's ever going to know. Nope. No, we're not. I mean, my wife's going to watch that Friends reboot or the Friends special this week at some point. And like that's again, that's more content to keep people on the website. That Friends is actually one of the things that's keeping them afloat because there's value in Friends. 25 year old sitcom that, that people still love. Yeah, they just had the, a reunion special, I think, on HBO Max. That's so. what I am saying. Yep. Yeah, that's what I said. My wife's going to watch that this week because we have yeah. the subscription for it. And then she's like, then we're going to reevaluate whether we keep this or not. Like, yes, after you watch the show that you won't watch. Yes, fine.
2: So speaking of crazy content, the final article this week was brought to me by JD. And it's from a website who will remain nameless, but just the concept is insane. Eway at this gay Uverton K. Uh, <laughs> Universal reportedly wants a Fast and Furious and Jurassic World crossover.
1: Jesus H. Christopher Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> Wisconsin, Georgia. That's ridiculous. That is that is the most. You know, I am I am three sheets to the wind right now, and I am I I think that I need another so one of these to, to, to even if, wrap my head around it. If that's ridiculous.
2: If I hadn't heard that. I think it's the next one they're planning to do that they're going to be in outer space.
1: Well, you, you, you get to this point. <laughs> you, you get um, to this point, like you get to this point in a in a series in a, in a in a property, you have to go to space. You know, Leprechaun, Jason X. You know, like you have to you have to go to space. You yeah, know? we've, reached, we've Hellraiser. reached the space
0: point.
3: Hellraiser, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Highlander, yeah. We've reached the space. Highlander, phase. right? Yeah. <laughs> Usually, the point of no return. Like You haven't even jumped the shark at that point. At that point, you're in the shark's throat.
1: After that, then they take Manhattan. Mm
3: -hmm. That's a good one, though. I enjoyed both the Muppets and Jason's taking of Manhattan. (laughs) He took Manhattan before he went to space.
1: It would have been fun if they took it at the same time. He
3: really didn't take Manhattan. He was in a boat most of that movie. He was in a boat most of the movie. Yes. (laughs) Because you got to get there from Camp Crystal like this. The 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 science of that movie is perplexing, but it's also (laughs) a Jason movie. It's also a Jason movie, so you know you kind of accept it as you go along. What the hell are we talking about? Oh yeah, the the, the crappy article. There's no freaking way they're doing this. (laughs) Oh my god, I know you 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 tweeted that as a joke, but it's just like, but that's the garbage that I I think I was putting a point to. Someone's like, oh, this website reporting this. I'm like, yes, that website reports a lot of garbage. Yeah.
2: See, like. That, I, I have a feeling that somebody that works for that website hangs out in some kind of cafe in Hollywood, where someone has a three martini lunch, and someone's like, "Oh, would it be a great idea if we crossed over Jurassic Park and and Fast and Furious? Yeah, oh, that would be awesome." And then they they go back to their I think website. he just
3: makes shit up. That's what I think. I think they just I don't even think it's that level. I think he's just like ah, sometimes you can speak things into reality. Uh, yeah, like uh, Highlander reboot. That did happen.
2: We did yes. speak that into reality. Yes. And then, and, 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 and me winning the lottery.
1: I haven't quite gotten there yet. Oh man.
2: Keep trying. I'm going to keep that's, trying.
1: That's that's literally the secret is
2: speaking into reality. I think it's a little more than that. I'm going to be six, would... three. Maybe. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but we might talk about that on my new podcast. Oh, anyway. oh, she
3: brings <laughs> someone on to say that's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, we well, need that guy. I'll be on. Hmm. You are that guy. I am that that guy. (laughs) All right. Well, before they
1: blow your your place up, let's wrap this up. As (laughs) the fireworks are are exploding behind
2: me, we're going to take our next commercial break, and we'll be right back with our main topic.
3: After these messages, we'll be right back. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right, boys and girls. We've tried to talk about this a few weeks now <laughs> four weeks two, about
1: two about of those
3: times were because it's been
2: about about anyway. a month yeah we watched falcon winter soldier and they included isaiah bradley bradley oh my god i wanted to say johnson for some reason isaiah bradley in the show who is the main character from truth red white and black mini series from marvel comics from 2003 and we're going to talk about it this week so
3: since jd you weren't here last week Let's get your initial thoughts on on this. I really love this story. Like, I think it came out at the right time. It's right. Marvel in the early two thousands was really trying to find itself again, mm-hmm. and they they this is the early in the Casada era when they were really letting creators create and and go outside the box for a little bit. I think it. It really ushered in a real golden career, and they got, like I'm, I hate to use those terms, but like a more of a new golden age. Like I think Marvel in the early two thousands is some of the best stuff they put out since the beginning. Like you get like Bendis Daredevil, you get some the Marvel Knights stuff, which is really good. I really liked like Paul Jenkins Spider Man. Like all this stuff was really good. Neil Gaiman coming into Marvel doing the sixteen oh two. Like they were taking I don't want to say chances, but they were like yeah, so yeah. They were they're doing things that were a little bit outside of the typical, like, Jim Shooter, Tom DeFalco era stuff, which was, like, you know, straight line, this is our Marvel. Right. And, like, in in the, the Bob Harris era, where it was just, you know, crossover, 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 where we are now again, basically, where everything's a crossover. So you get something like Red, White, and Black, Truthy, that's a story that makes sense, It makes you think, and it helps bolster the universe. Right? Like, I don't know if this was always meant to kind of go into continuity, but the way it was, it was fashioned into continuity, I, I appreciate. So I think this is, it's a good story. I love Kyle Baker's art. He's the right guy to to draw it. Yeah, I know. was going
2: to say, I forgot to mention, it's so Kyle Baker is the artist mm-hmm. and Robert Morales was the writer on the mm-hmm. book. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, like it was, it's a cool book for the era because this is pre-Brew Baker. So you really haven't had the revitalization of, of the Captain America run yet because Cap as a character had kind of hit the doldrums for mm-hmm. a while, right? Like when Wade left, it was really they're really kind of spinning their wheels until ed brubaker comes on so this was this was the right series at the right time and it did it did it did some good stuff and i don't want to say it's like mouse or anything like that because it's to say that's a little over the top but at the same time not not really like i mean like they're really making you think about things and using superheroes in ways that maybe aren't comfortable but you know it's more introspective and thought-provoking than a lot of the stuff we see published today okay john i had thoughts (laughs) I don't I
1: I forget what I said the first time when we had to get rid of it but it's like I am still really surprised that they were able to come out with something that was so honest about the black experience you know what I mean like it just I mean these days you you they there'd be there'd be a uh, social media campaign against it or something like I don't know because- if there would be I think I don't think that no, not from, not from, you know, not from people like us, but from other groups. Like yeah, but the, maybe you're right, maybe you're but, right. But the thing, the thing is like this, this is so honest and, you know, it shows you things that make you uncomfortable and, you know, things that would really happen. Uh, well, except for the super soldiers. But, but it's like, it, it's an ama- I think it's a great story. I think it's an amazing story. And the fact that they picked it up and, and injected it into the movies And into Falcon Winter Soldier, I mean, you know, Marvel just keeps on upping the ante and showing you that it's not just like they didn't have to do that to make money, and yet they did. You know, Mm -hmm. and 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 it was and it would have invite it it invited controversy, and they still did it. And
3: I like how you say it invited controversy because it's not like it it did, but it's not like it was controversy for the sake of cash. It was controversy for the sake of conversation.
1: Right. Well, we, yeah. Well, in I'm talking about like in our current social situation, yeah. putting out, adding Isaiah to like Falcon and Winter Soldier invited controversy and not for, you know, like not for good reasons. So, but I just, this, I this, this thing, this, this story moved me. It was, it was kind of, it was, it's really good. It's one of the best ones we've gone over so far. Agreed. I don't.
2: I understand what you're saying, John, but I don't think it invited controversy because, A...
1: Well, they, let's just say it. they weren't inviting the controversy. It's just that you put well, out a story like that in these days and you're going to get controversy. You, you, and they must have known that and they still put it out.
2: Hold, hold on. Number one, other than diehard comic book fans, I don't know who's familiar with this book.
3: Oh, no, well, very, then, very, very few people. Right. Yeah, it's but not like but it, it,
1: doesn't mat- it doesn't matter what the source and, was. It's the fact that they actually added these elements and two, they to hand- that story.
3: They
2: handled the character much differently in the MCU than they did in this book. Like that's – that's the, it's a compl- – and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is the contrast between Isaiah Bradley in this book and Isaiah Bradley in the MCU. And I much prefer how they handled him in the MCU. It makes more sense in my mind, how they handled it in the MCU, than they handled it in the in the comics, just because they tell this brutal story. They're trying to make a point about racism, which is I, I you know I, I I'm on board with that and I get it. But as as JD alluded to, like, is this meant to be in continuity? You don't really don't know, and it kind of feels like at the end it becomes unconsequential because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really affect the MCU as a whole.
3: It does. It does. Not at first, because I don't think they knew what to do with it, right? I think if I think when this story first came out, it was almost like Elseworlds. And again, this is an era of yeah. Marvel where they're trying stuff, exactly, right? And I just, but at the same time, is I don't think again. I think this is a gutsy story to do in 2003 because we weren't having enough of these conversations, right, in that era. So this is something that, quite frankly, they could have swept under the rug. I mean, it shows that they were confident enough in the story, but not confident enough to like. Really, excuse me. Stand by it, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know if they knew. I don't know if they knew what they were getting. really.
2: Right, but like then in the contrast, Isaiah Bradley in the MCU in Falcon Winter Soldier is he's still telling the same story, but now there's consequence because it's what inspires Sam to finally put the costume on and take up the shield.
1: All right, but it, the the co- but 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 they don't. But Sam they don't do through that. is but, part of.
2: Right, I'm saying like. In it's a book, much though. better story in the MCU than it was in the comics in that respect, because it uh, has consequence and it, it affects the overall MCU and makes a change for the better in the MCU. So, yeah, I don't so think what he experiences, what ahead. he experiences has a positive outcome in a sense, whereas in, I kind of feel like in the book, by the time you get to the end of the story, it's like, Oh, well, this is horrible. Yeah. Like, I think it's what, what happened to this character is horrible. And he's now, just an old
3: man with brain damage, and it's just like. But that's the point. I think that's... I agree with John. I think that's the point. I think you're supposed to come out of that story not feeling good, right? And that's what makes it super ballsy, right? Because it's not because usually the superhero story is meant to pick you up, but that is a chapter in American history that really shouldn't pick us up. And really, the point of it was not to say rah rah. The point of it is to say look what we can be at our worst in an in a time when we were fighting what we thought was the worst, right? right. So I mean, that's a good. They used it later. So what you're saying is 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 attached to later, but I think it's a more powerful story because they left it. They right. they
1: left it. They they didn't. Yeah, they they left it naked and sitting mm-hmm. there in front of you for you
3: to confront. Like they didn't. They didn't. They didn't sugarcoat it. Right, and it was you. It was written by minorities who who you know knew that to to tack on a happy ending would have come off false. And again, I don't think they did that in the MCU, but the MCU has the benefit of hindsight. Right and there's the benefit of knowing what they do with the patriot. There's the benefit of knowing Sam becomes Captain America. In 2003 nothing was changing right. in the main MCU. Yeah. So to do a sting a story that stings is is gutsy. And I, I appreciate it. Right. And again, but yeah, I get later, why you didn't later, like it as much. It makes sense,
2: you know. Later on you get the patriot which then does affect the MCU. Right. I mean the 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 Marvel universe, but at the time it was like this this hurts.
3: <laughs> and it's, it's it, it's supposed to. Yeah, It's yeah. that was the goal.
2: Oh, no, I don't know.
3: No, I get it. I mean, it's not. you're not supposed to leave truth feeling good. That's why it's called truth and not pride. Okay, I'll give you that. You know, like it's supposed to, you're supposed to come out of this story feeling like, you know, especially Captain America. Like they tapped into all this stuff, which is great in Winter Soldier. But again, we have Disney running the show and you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to do that in a billion dollar franchise. This is an era of Marvel where they could, you know. You know, sit there and say, "Hey, you know what? Sometimes we suck." And w- and what are you going to do when you're Kyle Baker and you're given the
1: ability to use Captain America? Mm-hmm. It's like, what story are you going to tell?
3: Gutsy, because mm-hmm. a lot of guys wouldn't have done this story. Yeah, I think mean, the vast majority of people wouldn't even think through the story. Because I'd be honest with you, like, this is as 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 you know, I'm the youngest guy in the show. I was in high school 20 years ago now, but I mean, we never learned about the Tuskegee experiments. You sure. know, like, that stuff is never huh. taught to kids. Like, this is the way – this is a great – again, comics really are not read by kids anymore. But this is a book that I think you could give a kid and make them go, oh, this isn't very good. And I'm like, yeah, because I think you I, – I mean, like, I'm not saying people should hate America. I think there's too much going in that direction where people kind of go, our country is terrible and it's awful. And it's like, no, our country is a thing, and things are both positive and negative. Exactly. Right. You need to have a – I think you need to have a true fair balance. I hate using that terminology, but, I mean, like, you do need to look at – something like an adult would and understand that forever, you know, the, the brighter the picture, the darker the negative, right. And this store, this is a great metaphor for the darkness of America, which is Mm -hmm. what was at the air in that era. Cause you're talking and it's a, look look at the era of when this was published. 2003 is the beginning of the Iraq war. Right. So true. It's an, it's an interesting era to come through with this when in desert storm, people did wave flags and get all positive rah, rah. That didn't happen in 2003. So this was a good era to put something like this out to make people be reflexive about the costs of war, especially when it comes to race. Yeah. So yeah, I get why I get, get why you I get what you like, I don't like this. You know, I don't want to say you say it, but I understand why I don't like this. I'm like, well, you're not supposed to like well, it. You basically, know? basically they got the reaction out of you that yes, they, they want it. Just, they want it right? right. Sometimes in art sometimes in art the idea is to piss you off or to yeah. make you upset or to make you disappointed. Like the whole point of art isn't always to make you happy.
1: Because you know. like like J.D. said, you know, like, uh, and, you know, as he alluded to, I'm, we're, we're a little bit older than him. Like, we weren't taught about the Rosewood Massacre yeah. or Tulsa or the Springfield Massacre or all of this stuff. We, like, they don't teach us crap in school these days about w- the horrors that we've done. Right. So, like, when you get the ability to use Captain America and you they get you get the ability to tell a story about it, Why not
3: slap people in the face and say, hey, you need to think. Especially in 2021, right? And it's just like, sure, you know, you can be proud of your country and love your country. Like you should love your parents, but understand they're flawed, right? You can, I love my dad. My dad's an alcoholic who's made some really bad choices in life, but I love him. He's my father.
1: And the the point isn't just to make us feel bad. It's to show us what we've done and that Mm -hmm. maybe we can be
3: better. Yeah. That's that's the thing is, especially when we look at World War II, we call that the greatest generation. Like we've really sainted – for us to be our grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. And like – but they're people too, right? They make mistakes. Like we're – it's very easy for us to point to Hitler and say that's history's greatest monster because like he was and he – they filmed everything they did. Like World War II documentaries forever because there's just so much footage, like first person – like I'm sorry, first hand source footage right. that was created. But I mean, at the same time, it's not a bad idea to to turn turn that and look back onto ourselves and say, "What did we do? You know, like how could right. we have been better? You know, because like, we weren't even integrating. We're fighting against them. Uh, we were fighting against Big history's greatest monsters, and we can't even integrate our our, our army at the time. We yeah. didn't integrate baseball for God's sakes, like." I mean what what moral authority did we really have even though we sanctified ourselves with it so it's good sometimes to to look at that and to go hey you know what maybe we should be better
1: and and the thing is the more we're challenged with it the more we think about it maybe the better we
3: get I think it is. Right. I think the more we I think the more educated we are to the, the mistakes of history, the more apt we are to say, hey, this isn't good enough is to be like they say, it's not good enough to not be racist. You have to be anti-racist. And I agree with that. You know, like maybe that's going to make someone listening upset that I said that. But that's OK, because like it's the only way to move forward with this. And That's why I think a story like truth is important. And I, I love the fact that they they stuck the ending as they didn't make it happy. Like they made you go sucks, don't it?
1: You can't learn if you don't accept and acknowledge your own mistakes.
3: Agreed. Talk about that in sports all the time. The only way to get better is to examine what we've done and then don't make those mistakes again. It's like that, that those lessons right. should applied to real life too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. But that goes back to where where I see the contrast where mm-hmm. in in Falcon Winter Soldier, you know, they he Sam learned from the mistakes and was like, "Okay, here's how, you know, here's how right. we move forward." But that where, was Sam.
3: Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's one that's how it affects one character. And I've talked, I talked because I did, I did Don's show and his co host j 100 didn't like that. He's he he took the view of the Isaiah the original Isaiah Bradley view on this that you can't be, you we shouldn't I don't want to say the we, but I'm quoting because he was saying we we shouldn't be like this, you know. And there are people that feel that way, you know, that, that should be like, you know what, you can't be Captain America because you don't they won't fight for you. That's there are people that feel that way. And I like that they acknowledged it. Yeah, but- they acknowledged it that there are people who fail away. It's the Sam character does not, which is fine. Exactly. People are comp- people are complicated, right? Exactly. Not everybody's going to feel the same. but right. That story chose a path. Right.
2: No, and that's I, I, you know, that's how you. It's I th- as we were talking about. It's people like Sam. That's how we move forward as a society. So by accepting the mistakes of the past and you know trying to move forward with them and learning from them. So yeah, but getting back to. One thing you also said, JD, the art. We'll say that. Like, and I said this last week before we cut it short. Was I? I love the art in the book because it feels like a throwback to the forties pulp style. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely done on purpose in that sense. You know, yeah. You're, you're and because it's obviously it's, the bulk of the story takes place in the forties. So,
1: I mean, the exaggerated proportions and all of that, and the kind of the, the yeah, character and, and, models and... and 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 the more simplistic
2: style. I kind of feel like it was done on purpose, you know. It's it's I, oh, I said this,
3: the covers the covers are very pop art. They're like yes. almost Warhol inspired. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's it's a very I, I I hate using this term, but it's kind of a very cartoonish
3: That's the style. I think Kyle Baker would call himself a cartoonist, to be right. Honest.
2: Cartoonish light art style for a very heavy, deep story. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a an extreme contrast, I think, the two. So. It's
3: great. It's great. It's like Kyle Baker has a unique style to him that is very, especially 2003. It's a, it's a cool time to someone like him to really come to the forefront because it's the exact opposite of like that that image slash Marvel big bold you know Jim Lee right. style or the Alex Ross photorealistic you know painted style. Like his stuff is like it's cartoony it, by intention, and like we, we throw the term cartoony out and people think that's like an insult to art, but it's not like
2: right. That's you know. <laughs> That's why I was like hesitant when I was saying it. No, but, it is because
3: yeah. it does, it's got a weird connotation to it. Except to artists, artists are like yes, my style is cartoonist, but you know, like they'll get it. Like just because the, the you know it's not photorealistic or impressionistic, you know, it's, it, they could mean something. But yeah, no, I love it.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, and he can, you know, I've seen some some of the work he's done. Like I've seen a Superman he's done. that's, like amazing and and everything, and and it's still not very photorealistic, but it's not. As cartoony, like I really feel like he he steered into that for this book. You mm-hmm.
3: know? Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at that Superman you're talking about right now. He looks very, very much like the Christopher Reeves Superman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I like how versatile he is.
2: I appreciate how versatile Kyle Baker is. Jim, you're yeah. uh, Jim. John. You're being quiet.
1: Oh, I'm just I'm just paging through this again just a little bit because it's been so long since we're we're gonna review it. And yeah, no, I, I yeah, the, between the yeah the, the art style and all of that. It is kind of a throwback, but it's still so good. It is. Again, like I'm putting this on my top 10 at this point. Yeah, it's good. It's really, really good.
2: So I'm trying to think what else we can say about this book. I I don't know. Well, like the other thing is like, I'm not sure what I want to say here. We talked about this. I talked about this a little bit last week too, where like, you know, the basics of the story, obviously – you know, they they get these this battalion of African-American soldiers. They choose the ones they want to experiment on. They end up... They don't actually show them killing, but they highly imply that they kill the rest of they them. They murdered
1: the rest of them, yeah.
2: And then they do the experiments, and all I think... Is it 10 survive? It's been a while. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then by the end of the story, the only one who survives is Isaiah, and he goes on a, a mission. He steals a, a uniform, Captain America uniform, and goes on a mission. And, like... I guess that's one of the things that kind of, I mean, and I understand it's the story that they're telling. I guess one of the little things that bother me too, it's like, I thought going into this, like they made a captain America and called him captain America. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. No, no, but no, he just, he, 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 he takes the mantle himself basically. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of this, the book, it's really sad when he meets Steve Rogers, he still has that uniform. And it's all torn up, you know? And that's like the other part that's like, as you said, slaps you in the face. It's like that sad reality. Like, you know he's not he's not all there, and he's lived a long life because he has
3: the super soldier serum in him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just uh, there's oh this God. bitter there's this bitter reality for Steve though that he did get it so well. You know that he has for all the stuff that Captain America has had to endure. Yeah, he's still essentially a thirty year old, like a ninety year old, thirty year old who has all this and he has everything. And you know, here's a guy who no different than him really, but super really. You know, it's like. Again, I, I just like the bitter I like the, the bitterness of it.
1: But even even that's like even that's a lesson it is. That our, our heroes every once in a while need to be brought back to earth to remember mm-hmm. well, you know, what they're fighting for and, and what they could lose. And that's or, or what other people don't have. And that's because, you know, otherwise, you know, you, you, it's it's like it's like the Superman Lois Lane thing. If Lois Lane wasn't there, Superman would definitely become evil because nothing's grounding him. Right. So every once in a while okay, Zach. even, cap, even I Captain America. I that. Well, I mean, no, that that's before Zack Snyder, right? Like that's but that, that that was the whole purpose of Lois Lane. But the thing is like, you know, they, the heroes every once in a while need
3: Different. to be reminded. You know? Yeah, I agree with that in theory. That like that's Kingdom. I think that's the story of Kingdom Come yeah right Kingdom come does an excellent job of of Superman losing like you know still but being he doesn't good, he doesn't become evil he kind no, of no no' walks away from it he no no, but even when he comes back like he goes too far, like he's gonna fix yeah, everything but yeah, he goes too true. far in the that's other true. direction, but yeah. it's not because he's being evil, it's because he's just kind of because he has lost his tether right, and it becomes a human that brings out the tether
1: well i mean i I mentioned that because it's it's like one example, but I think. I think the way Marvel and DC handles it is different, but yeah, it, it's yeah. still, it's oh, still, definitely.
3: and Marvel, it's,
1: yeah, it's still a thing in Marvel where like, yeah, yeah, you remind Captain America what could have been, or show him how other people are, are you know. I think even, even, even with all of his power, how they're they're treated, and you know that gives that gives your hero more dimension. I, it gives that- him more of a. Impetus to to do right.
2: Well, Mm -hmm. and and that goes back to like I think Marvel has a better history of doing that with their characters too. Of you know having stories that always remind them of why they put the costume on in the first place. You know, Mm,
3: I don't know. Batman and Superman both have have a good collection of those stories, especially Batman, Uh, Um, Superman too. But I I get where you're coming from. This also goes back. See,
2: like, and I know they but they already did it, so they couldn't do it again. But it kind of also ticks me off where like I kind of feel like there was an opportunity there where you know Steve Rogers gave up the shield during the seventies and became nomad because he didn't agree with what the government was doing, and you know this would be another this should have been another opportunity for a moment like that with cap you know by the end of the story, which I mean
3: I get where you're I get where you're coming from. And that would have completely made sense to the Steve Rogers character. But I don't know what Mar- if Marvel knew what they had. Because even after yeah. this, like, even after this, it's not talked about until Alan Heidenberg comes along and does uh, blah, 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 Young Avengers. Because right. he's just picking up lost plot threads from everybody, like Tommy and Billy, Isaiah, Elijah, Elijah Bradley, Cassie right. Lang. That, like, that, he's just grabbing stuff that's not, that's kind of dangling plot threads. That is what the
2: Young Avengers basically is... <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I know that's the whole thing. It sat for a while too, just kind of like it was just an outside story.
3: And- yeah, which again, maybe that was better in the era because sometimes it's better for those things to kind of stand on their own because then it's not gimmicky, right? I, I think that might have been something because again, then it's not, it doesn't become preachy because like it becomes like I do think Sam dealing with this in the MCU is better than Steve dealing with it because then it becomes right. a different story if the white guy has to deal with it. You know, right. it becomes the guilt story as opposed to yeah. Sam with the how do we? It's, it's a completely different. I like that they did that, but again, like yeah, I don't know if they knew what to do with it when they had it, right? It's just because again, this isn't yeah. something that they're like, hey, truth. You know, it just kind of comes. like hey, like Marvel kind of did this story. You know, you know, because yeah. it's not. You're right. It's not something they can. It's that's, not something that they they push. Even to this day, it's not yeah. something that they push.
2: That's that's kind of how it came out. It was like, oh yeah, we did this story. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and it's one of those. It's like a um, the prestige piece. Yeah. Right. And I almost think, I don't want to say they guilted him into it, but I mean, when they got full go with it, they couldn't, and I'm pretty sure Breivort edited this and he can't just go now, we can't do this. So, I mean, like credit to him for, for editing this and, and shepherding it the whole way through and, and pulling no punches. Cause there was an era, like if they tried, they never would've done this in the shooter era. Never. No. Stanley never would've let, for as progressive as Stanley could be in comics, they never would've let this story happen. I don't think, I don't think this happens until, you know, the new Marvel era when they're throwing shit at the wall.
2: Yeah, but I also kind of think, especially during the Stan Lee era and the shooter era, this would have been looked at as putting a black mark on Captain America, which it doesn't. No,
3: but, but I, but I it, can see where you're coming. I can see why it would not look like that. But it would have viewed that way, I think. Well, at the same time, like Nixon shot himself in the Steve Englehart run, <laughs> right? Like, I just don't think, I just don't, yeah. well, also too, you got to look at this. These were guys that, these were baby boomers, right? They were creating under Stan yes. Lee. I don't think they knew about it. Like this wasn't the test key yeah. experiments were not pub were not common knowledge. Of course. I not. think and I think this could only like the only person that should have told this story is Don McGregor, you know, African American. Yeah. Right? Like no one else should have told this story, in my True. opinion.
2: Yeah.
3: You no. Know,
1: so. so I really like this book. Mm.
2: Yeah, John, you're being quiet again.
1: No, I'm 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 totally with you guys. I mean Are you drunk? No. Yes. Everything <laughs> No, wait, can I change my answer? You're, you're not that uh, drunk. <laughs> no, I yeah, no. I just agree with everything J.D. said. I mean, like, yeah. Oh, I love that sentence. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's how, I mean, there's not much more you can say about it, right? Like, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean we're dealing with a 17, 18-year-old book at 18 this point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting story. Yeah, I highly recommend people should go out and read it if they haven't read it before.
3: Never thought they would adapt this. To be honest with you, I never did. Yeah, I mean, we're never. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll ever get the we'll full adaptation. We'll never get the full adaption, but what we got is pretty much the closest thing we'll ever. It's more than I thought we would ever get. To be honest with yeah. you,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, unless they do something with, in a time uh movie where they go back to the Vietnam War and they show Isaiah Bradley fighting the Vietnamese, as mm-hmm. captain Multiverse of
1: Madness. Who, kn- who knows what the hell they're going to put in
3: that thing? It's true. Yeah. I doubt it. But I well, doubt and it. Loki too. Loki could, I mean, who, I think everything's on the table. I point. think it's more powerful seeing old man Carl Lumbly dealing with the effects than watching the story. Yeah. You know? I think right. almost, I almost think sometimes we don't like with film, especially we don't let our imagination fill in the gaps. Because like, again, you take any good comic class, they tell you the most important thing isn't what's on the page, but it's between the gutters. Right? It's the stuff that your brain links together. Right. So sometimes right. it's more important to let your brain fill in the gaps. This it's might be true. one of those cases. I yeah. don't know. No, I think you're right. I, I,
2: JD, you're right again. I love it, man. Episode title. <laughs> no? Okay, too
3: much.
1: <laughs> no, I'd say go with it. I'm good with that. JD's always right. There you go.
3: Oh, you're feeding my ego now. <laughs> I, even I can't let that happen. Well, JD? I mean,
1: you know, I, you are going to kill me again. So
3: <laughs> I am going to kill you again. I get to kill someone else, too. Another person oh. jumped on that. Oh,
1: nice. I love nice. it. I
3: love killing people <laughs> with my words, not with my hands, because I would go to jail. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you wouldn't do well in a, in a... Oh, God, no. I would not make it well in a maximum security prison. <laughs> that would be bought and sold like currency. <laughs> <laughs> JD's getting passed around the yard again. And he's just going to take it.
2: Getting traded for, trade for a carton of yes. cigarettes. All right, yep. I'm, yes, and,
1: sir. I'm, and that's where we that that's that's. Good night, everybody. Right that is my limit,
2: and we're done. All right, so I guess we're all in agreement. We recommend this book if you haven't read it before. Highly run out and get this. it. We're not gonna we're not gonna do a rating because JD doesn't like rating
3: things. Good. I don't like rating things. I'm like, not gonna make no, a joke on this.
1: One. I don't know. Like this, this is not like. Yeah, we can't like joke with this one. This yes. that, there's. There's the you can't really rate this one either. It's just like basically a rating is just freaking read
3: it. This is art. Mm. Go right. to comicsology, yeah. Go to a- Amazon
1: comicsology, uh, and you can get all seven or eight episodes, eight series, eight books. It's longer than you think it is, yeah. Yeah,
2: yes, yes, it is. All right. And then on that note, do we have any recommendations for our audience? J.D.? I just
3: bought Pulp, the new new book from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I took my kid to the comic book store today. I said he bought a Nightmare Before Christmas manga. And I picked up uh, the latest Ed Brubaker paper, tray Paperback. And I haven't bought a, a hard, like a physical comic book in quite some time. So I'm very excited. It was fun being back at a comic book store today. So Cool. cool. I'll recommend it
1: before I read it. John? If any of our two... Fans uh, are Both into anime. <laughs> yeah, if you're into anime, the 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 Demon Slayer movie is well worth the money. Like it's it's really amazing. A uh, little little something about ufotable, the the artists for it, the studio that 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 created it. They are amazing. They are probably one of the best studios that is able to merge CGI uh, or computer generated stuff with actual hand-drawn animation and there are some scenes in this where you're looking at going that's real and it's just that good and the you know the story the this the movie itself you have to see the first season of demon slayer before you see it because this is technically the second season they just wasn't enough for an entire actual season of you know 12 episodes but but yeah this this is well worth it and this is still one of the top animes of the last decade
2: Cool. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com, where you can find links to our social media at the top of the page of podcasts every week and comic reviews by our good friend D-Square. I just put one up today for uh, The Witcher series. It's out from Dark Horse. Oh, The Witcher. uh, Yeah. uh, It's Witcher's Witch's Lament is the name of the miniseries. So yeah, definitely check that review out. There are going to be a couple more coming up this week and uh, recommendations. Wow. I don't really... You know what? I'm just going to do... John does this sometimes. I'm going to recommend if you've never read Truth, Red, White, and Black, you should read it. And yeah, like, it's funny because like it might, it might sound like I wasn't happy with it. No, it's a very good story. It's very well written. It's just in contrast to how they handled it in the MCU, that's where it was like, oh. But no, definitely check it out. It's a It's a good read. And yeah. And I'm also going to say, if you think me doing another podcast is a good idea... Let us know on Twitter. I do, for the record. I
3: think you should. I think it'd be good for you. Mm.
2: All right. On that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for hanging out. Don't let your cape get caught in the door. Have a good week.